0: All right, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bright Brains. Today, we have our guest, Sib Raza. He is a comedian, um, and uh, I I believe comedians are capable of great insight, and uh, I'm interested in conversing with him and his life and just getting his reviews, getting his views on everything. So uh, welcome to the show, Sib. Sib. Tell us thank a little bit about me. yourself and your background and, uh, you know, how long have you been doing comedy?
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I've, I've been a comedian for about a day de- for a decade now and it's been a very fruitful ride, very long, arduous ride, however, but fruitful nonetheless. So I have no complaints. Uh, it's definitely has its ups and downs, but I really enjoy doing what I do. Uh, there's no greater feeling other than maybe motherhood to make people laugh. Like, I don't, I don't know anything else you can trump to do. Like most people go to work. and It's like, Oh, Hey, I created this product to X, Y, Z, you know, but I get to make people laugh. I mean, you can cure somebody's cancer and they'll be happy, but they're not going to laugh.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. You know, it's interesting. They say laughter is the best uh, medicine,
1: Indeed you know, it is. And and I,
0: I believe it is. Um, you know, it's interesting. You compared it to motherhood. Um, that's a very interesting, uh, you know, comparison. So you think it's really up there. Uh, it's like up to making people laugh is comparable to giving birth to life.
1: No, I mean, it's second to motherhood.
0: Oh, second to motherhood. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: right, I meant second to mother. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah. being you're funny. Gonna, is... <laughs> Although, when a mother's giving birth and you make her laugh, she'll be happy because it's just gonna slide right out. That's a I
0: hear. here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's interesting. So, you, uh, you're from Pakistan. Um, so, tell us a little bit about that. You know, uh, your history. Were you born in America, born in Pakistan, or the, Yeah,
1: I moved here. I moved here when I was 12. And it's, it's just a typical Rags to Riches story. You know, we didn't know anybody. My dad didn't have a job. And he only had $185,000 in his pocket. And never mind. I think you missed the joke. <laughs> well,
0: no, it's, we were actually
1: very poor when we moved here. Yeah. Uh, we were living in one bedroom apartment with six of us. Uh, all we had to eat was uh, milk, bread, and eggs. That's it, every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, couldn't afford anything else oh wow Uh, yeah my dad was working two jobs at five bucks an hour four bucks an hour because uh that's all he could find Mm -hmm. so we did that we struggled for a while and then uh that's this is this was us living in chicago we moved here in chicago so we went Mm -hmm. from one of the hottest countries and we went one of the coldest places on earth uh so it's really hot really cold uh families we, we we couldn't take it uh, I personally love the cold weather now, but back then it was just really difficult because we weren't accustomed to it. So, so then yeah. we moved from Chicago to Texas, and then we've been in the same zip code for the same. <clears throat> we've been in the same zip code for the past thirty, not thirty years. Sorry, twenty-three years. That's awesome, man.
0: So, from Pakistan to Chicago to Houston. Oh, so, you now, said you moved to. Oh, Dallas. All right. Then so and yeah,
1: I don't I don't I don't associate myself with Houston at all. <laughs> Houston Houston is Houston, Houston and San Antonio are just like the babies of Dallas. And Austin is the stepchild.
0: Yeah, the stepchild. Yeah, Austin's pretty interesting. Like it's like a liberal place in a in a conservative uh state. I've never been to Texas, but I've always uh you know been interested and yeah. in, you know, so Moving here at 12 years old, was there like any kind of like a culture shock between like Pakistan, America?
1: Oh. Uh, I'd never seen so many women walking around very tight clothes on before, so that was very different. Yeah. Uh, driving's on the other side, so that's a little bit different. Um but culture shock—I don't know. I watched a lot of American TV growing up, so yeah. I thought everyone here looked like Pamela Anderson, and boy was I—I <laughs> I was so misled. Even if you go to yeah. LA, nobody looks like Pamela Anderson unless you go to some like really posh, posh areas of LA. But even then, now I realize it's all fake and stuff. But yeah. growing up, I—I I thought everybody here looked like Pamela Anderson.
0: So That's interesting,
1: man. I was—I was very disappointed. Uh, but <laughs> I but now, yep but now at this point pamela anderson is just real uh she's like the she's not even like roadkill looking person she just looks like tofu is just like a human in a female body it, it, that's yeah 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 she she's,
0: looks yeah totally different you know she kind of i don't want to say like she let herself go because that seems mean but you know it's just you know age she got older and uh yeah She seems yeah, yeah. She seems to like always be like saying kind of like weird things too, like on the internet. Like I I don't I don't know. She seems to be follow her? No, I don't really follow her, but every now and then like she'll pop up just saying some kind of I don't know. But uh it's 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 interesting, man. So
1: do you you follow a lot of celebrities on your Twitter or Instagram?
0: You know, I follow a few. Um I don't like to get too into like celebrity culture because I don't like how focused our society is with like celebrities, you know, I don't like how it's like, there are magazines all focused on what the Kardashians are doing, you know, who's dating who I'm just like, you know, I like celebrities based on what they do. If they're a good musician, actor, you know, like Mm -hmm. I follow the rock, you know, the rock is a very inspirational dude. Um, I like him. Uh, what about you? What, uh, are there any celebrities that you follow? And
1: I follow, I follow zero celebrities.
0: Oh, uh, yeah? That's interesting, I, man.
1: Because even though I'm a comic and I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to be a celebrity, I don't follow any celebrities. I only yeah. follow – I shouldn't say only, but for the mass majority, I only follow people who I know or like uh, mm-hmm. in person. Uh, yeah. Or I talk to them on a regular basis, right? so I have a it's kind of funny because I have quite a few people I've met uh, in my AOL chatroom days that I'm still friends mm-hmm. with today. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so That's I sunny. talk to them I talk to them I've never met some of these actually most of them I've never met. Yeah. Um, now now that I tour as a comedian, a couple of them have showed up to my shows because I was in their town and stuff. so they've yeah. showed up and we've hung out and stuff like that but, uh other than that no i don't i don't i for for me it's like following a following a blue uh, following a blue check mark or a celebrity for me it's like you're basically like i same reason i don't watch sports because i was like why am i so impressed with somebody else's accomplishments when i could go and do accomplish them. my yeah. own uh yeah. that being said that's not to say that I don't go pick up certain things from different uh, celebrities or athletes or uh, media influencers or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is good. Let me let me kind of take that in, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that's kind of also how I created my comedy business model. Um, a lot of comedians will um, – they'll do like eight shows and they're like, oh, I'm a professional. I need to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I give my shit away for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've done a lot of free shows. Um, Even now, I will do a free show, or maybe like twenty bucks or thirty bucks, and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I just like to make people laugh, right? Um, But I also book quite a few shows where I'm like, what am I gonna do with like if some some you know new comic is putting a show together and they're like, hey, can you come do our show? You know, and I understand why they're doing it. It'll help them out. I'm funny. I I'll get the crowd rolling and stuff. So. I, I know why they want me there and I what am I going to do It's like okay he's making like maybe 800 maybe 1000 dollars off his off the show and I'm going to be like hey give me 100 bucks like I'm not going to do that you know so yeah. I'm just like give me I, I don't even say a price I'm like give me whatever you want All
0: right so, so this how
1: I like to help out
0: Hey I like that man so if you're giving it away for free how are you making money you know cuz you, you still got bills to pay so how I'm right. assuming that what you're doing is you're, you're giving your comedy away for free, but you're somehow also monetizing it in some way. So how is that?
1: So uh, I would say about 85% of my income mm. comes in corporate shows. Right. So we're mm-hmm. talking Remax nationwide or um, Applebee's CC's pizza, you know, for like these companies will do big, parties and I will go entertain them for an hour and oh, wow. this this is where the money is now will it make you famous probably not however that's where the money is so it's like yeah. you got to decide do you want to be famous or you want to be, uh, be rich <laughs> right um, yeah. not not even I mean you could you could make really yeah good- not even I rich can-
0: but just yeah self-sustaining
1: yeah so once once you have uh, good network of clients and reviews and stuff like that i book most of my stuff on gig salad i don't know if you've ever heard of it uh gig salad is basically a platform where say you're looking for a corporate comedian you type in and google gig salad will pop up and then looking for a comedian in dallas or new york or whatever right and i will pop up in their searches and they'll be like, oh, this guy's nice. He looks good in a suit. Oh, let me let me see what he's about. And then they'll see five-star reviews. They will see um, my reviews, my ratings, stuff like that. And that kind of brings in more – how do I put this? Th- that kind of brings in more business. So when I give away for free, uh, what I do – and we were talking about Clip before the podcast that I was talking yeah. about. So, So a lot of comedians, they will go – they will go and say, oh, I want to get paid. They'll, they're worried about that $20, 30 40 $50 dollars for 10 minutes set. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it for free provided um, there's a good audience in there. If I can get a good clip out of that uh, venue, mm-hmm. that's where the money is. So once I get a good clip, I may not even get a lot of views. I may get maybe 2,000 views and that pays nothing, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However... If it's a solid clip, I can use that clip to send it over to big companies, right? Big companies, when they reach out to me, private parties, when they reach out to me, I do a lot of private parties as well. So I will send it to them and they'll be like, oh, this guy's funny. Let me see what else he's got. And then they'll kind of look and they'll be like, oh, hey, I really like, uh, I really like this. What do you charge? And I'll tell them, hey, you know depend'll i'll, I'll kind of see where they're at typically mm-hmm. i start around thirty five hundred a show but oh, wow. I'll, yeah so i'll but i will see where they're at right because they could just be a small household it, it could just be like a 50 people party at a house mm-hmm. obviously typically they don't want to fork that much i think biggest yeah. I, the most i made on a house party was like 2800 but uh-huh. they were they were up in they were up in Beverly Hills. They had a fancy everything, you know. They yeah. were ready to fork over some dough. Uh, weddings, anniversaries, they they they'll throw in like fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred a show. Um. So you know. So I kind of. So when they see the clip, that one clip has made me. It's a. It's a. I think it's a a minute thirty clip. It's a Mm -hmm. 90-second clip, but that clip's made me thousands of dollars. And it's not even that it's in, like, a good quality clip or anything. It's just a good freaking joke that people really relate to and people like and love. And and a lot of comics are like, oh, I need to have, like, a 4K video. Or, you don't. you really just need a decent enough video. Like, even this video, this quality video is fine as long as even the audio is, like, crisp and clear. Mm -hmm. And you can hear the people laugh. People will go for that. Gotcha.
0: You know, um, I'm curious, what, what, what's your opinion on TikTok? Do you use TikTok or anything like that? And uh, like, because I know a lot of content creators are using TikTok and you hear a lot of, about people making millions on TikTok. Um, have you done any of
1: that? Or So I kind of looked into it. And I don't get TikTok in the sense mm-hmm. that – I shouldn't say I don't get it. I just – well, TikTok requires a lot of upkeep. Any social media requires a lot of upkeep. And I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. really busy with uh, comedy and stuff like that to constantly create uh, – how do I say this? Constantly create content for TikTok. Yeah. But um, – Every so often, I will create it. I'll post like my show dates and stuff like that on TikTok. Um, there's there's a there's too many it's too many red tape to get to actually get paid on TikTok. But again, mm-hmm. I've I've have I've had people kind of message me on TikTok on Instagram. Oh, hey, I liked your clip. Cause see, my my also my philosophy is: someone likes you, mm-hmm. they will find you and they will book you. Yeah. Right. And or they'll be like, like, I've had people on YouTube shorts message me, hey, really love your clip. When are you going to be in Rockford, Illinois? Or, hey, love your this. Where are you going to be in here? Right. And I'll be like, oh, I'll be here this that, this date or I'll be here in that date. Just, you know. So when people ask, that's how, you know, uh, uh, that's how, you know, like you're, you've got something to show mm-hmm. it to people. So that's kind of how that's kind of my philosophy, but that's also my lazy philosophy. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm, again, I'm too, I'm really busy and I need to really hire somebody to actually just pay somebody to do my TikTok.
0: Yeah. You know, I think this social media, um, like YouTube, TikTok stuff, I think it might be like the future of like income for like a lot of people, you know? Um, I think as, our society changes and a lot of jobs get like shipped overseas. I think you're going to have a lot of more people making content on here. You know, Um, you know, I spend more time like watching YouTube than I do like really Netflix or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah. So it really is the future. And I like how you're saying basically you put the free content out there. It's like promo and that, that promo leads people to actually uh, booking you. Yep. So I'm curious, uh, performing in front of a corporate audience, you kind of have to change your comedy. You can't really say anything, you know, you, you have to be PC, right? How does that
1: affect your comedy? Um, corporate is, is so I, I, I mostly work clean, actually. And mm. most of my shows I work clean. No, I have, I have dirty material here and there. Uh, but I would say 85, 90% of my material is actually very clean. It might be a little bit edgy, but it's clean. Uh, most corporates are, yes, you're right. They are very PC and they, I, they want only PG 13 provided you're not talking about genders. You're not talking about drugs. You're not talking about dr- getting drunk and, uh, you know, talking about what else was there? Uh, sexual stuff, sexually explicit mm-hmm. stuff. And, what about race? Is that something? Yeah. Race, race, politics. They don't they don't want to uh, unless you're talking about you. They don't want. And some of them will even say, I don't want you talking about how you're a Pakistani and you went through this, this and this. And we don't want you talking about this. And I'm like, so that that one I'll push back on because I'm like, what would you like me to talk about if not my own personal experience? Oh, we have other Mm. Pakistanis in the audience. I said, so you're saying they can relate. Yeah, but then they can also get offended. (laughs) And I'm like uh, that's okay. If they are getting offended, I, I, is there anything offensive for you? I mean, there's no, nothing offensive in my act. So yeah. you kind of have to like, I don't tell people what to do. I just ask questions and people tell you what they want. Uh, yeah. that's just something you learn as you, as you do more of negotiations and you do more of, I don't say, Oh, I'm doing this act. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause then people, I just ask questions and that's a, that's a, that's probably one of the best advices I have um, ever come across. I don't know it was on TikTok or something uh, where I just don't. I, I learned a long time ago that I should ask questions, but then I came across on TikTok that gave me a reason why and it made sense to me. But even for before TikTok existed, I kind of learned how to, how do I say this, uh, I just learn how to just ask questions. I don't I don't say I don't give my answer. If someone says I don't like this, I I don't say oh you have to like it or wait, hey, this is what I like. I'm just like, oh, how do you propose I change that? How do you propose I make it better? And and they go silent. Gotcha.
0: I'm curious. So like have you ever did one of these uh corporate events and like maybe somebody did get offended afterwards or Maybe like the humor just didn't go over well and maybe somebody got angry. Uh,
1: yeah. So actually one time, but she was Canadian, so I don't count her, you know, um, <laughs> she, she was Canadian. She was just, just dumb. Yeah. Dumb, <laughs> she, so I have this joke where I say um, you can take the lyrics to any song and replace mm-hmm. the word you with Jews and it still flows. Right (laughs) now, mind you, I have approved. I've gotten all this approved by by the legal team, by H.R. So all my set is approved. So I can say whatever I want within the confines of my what I've gotten approved. Uh, That being said, everybody in that room is dying, laughing, falling out of the chair when I do this joke. And I with the whole act out and everything. So everybody's dying after the show. This lady comes up. And she goes, uh, she she got offended by two jokes actually. Yeah. So one of them was this you two Jews joke, and then the other one was, she said uh, there was a joke where I said, hey mom, I'm a, uh, so I brought this girl over, and my mom's like, um, what are you doing with my son? I'm like, mom, it's okay, she's a lesbian, and she goes, oh okay, hola, cómo estás. right yeah i'm like mom no 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 she's she's a lesbian she likes other girls and my mom goes oh like bruce jenner and i'm like yeah close enough (laughs) so again everybody's laughing after the show this lady like a heat-seeking missile she just like corners me and goes excuse me young man uh you know that the vice president of this company is a is a member of lgbtq community and that is not funny and blah 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 and you also offended the jews i said ma'am. <laughs> so i didn't say i didn't say she was sensitive i didn't i just asked her a question i said oh can you tell me who else was offended please mm. she was the she only say, one she was yeah, the she only one. one yeah She's like, I'm the, then then she changes her story and then she goes well it could be offensive you know so now all of a sudden it went from people being offended to oh it could be offensive then i said oh could you could you show me who who might have been offended i would love to apologize <laughs> yes, no answer.
0: You know, yeah you know some people and the crazy thing is i'm willing to bet one she wasn't a lesbian and she wasn't jewish
1: you know nope, she was always, none of yep. those things yeah exactly and so it's always, she's it's yep you're yeah. right. Is somebody if,
0: getting offended for somebody else?
1: Yeah. I just I just did a I just did a real estate networking group. I did a show there. And I'm just going hard. I'm going, I'm doubling down on trans people and uh, gay people. And there's a gay dude yeah. in the audience laughing. He's laughing. Yeah. He was hey man, that's so true. And I will like, say, I appreciate it, dude. <laughs> right. He had he had like an extra sass because he was black and he was like gay and he was like freaking built. So yeah. it was just like, I'm just like, gay people have the best bodies, like after black people, but you're black and gay. So you got to be the sexiest man alive right now.
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, it's, it's all fun. Everybody's laughing. And then mm-hmm. this, this it's always a white woman. It's always a white yeah. woman. I don't know what it is about white women. They feel so offended for everybody. And, but you make fun of them. They love it. And I think it's because they don't get the attention because I, so I, it's because I guess I wasn't making fun of white women enough. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so this yeah. guy's going, and then the, this girl comes up after the show. Oh, that was so offensive. I said, like, um, do you think that gay guy was not laughing at my jokes? Um, do you think this? So I just asked questions and yeah. they just shut up. Right. Because yeah. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, because then that, that opens a door for argument. I just ask questions. And, mm-hmm. and you know, but yeah. it, it, it's, you're right. It's never the person who's actually being tr- trolled on. It's always, and and I would say 95, 98, 99% of comedians are not malicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with so I, that. You know, it's all this and good fun. You know, um, I'm curious, have, um, so your immigrant background, how has that affected your comedy? Do you do a lot of jokes about your immigrant background or like, you know, your different perspectives? And uh so like this how has that affected your comedy?
1: So, uh it's actually kind of funny you brought that up because I was actually I'm actually working on a joke right now how I talk about how America is like so so coming in from Pakistan over here, there obviously there's like a huge cultural difference. Like mm-hmm. you know, so something is, like America is just violent. There's violence in everything we do, right? Yeah. Like even something as simple as going to the gym. We go to the gym. Hey man, I'm gonna do skull crushers. Why? Why are you crushing skulls? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I see what you For, mean. Yeah.
1: Right. You wanna you wanna yeah. you wanna ride with your friends and you wanna hop in the front seat. Shotgun. Like, dude, what yeah, is going shop,
0: on? Yeah, yeah something that's as, true. something
1: as simple as putting on clothes, right? To watch a movie with the a, a family night It's like you ask your wife, like, "Hey, baby, have you seen my wife beater?" It's just like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah it's like, yeah, so, we, we so I'm working on this. Names.
1: yeah. So I'm working everything. Everything good is associated with like violence, right? Like, I'll I'll yeah. go do a show. It's like, dude, I murdered that audience. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my. And, and and like and like I also talk about like, you, you know I'm sure I'm sure you've seen or heard like how like Indians and Pakistani and most immigrants they'll be like, they'll take their shoes out at the door Whereas, oh, like yeah. a lot of Americans they just wear their dirty shoes all over. Yeah. And and it's, first time I walked in. Uh, some a friend of mine invited me to their house. Uh, There's a white guy, right? Connor. Mm -hmm. He invites me to his house and I'd like start taking my shoes off. And this is back in 99, 2000. So you could Mm -hmm. still say, you could still say stuff like this that I'm about to say. He goes, it's all right, son. You can leave your shoes on. My house is cleaner than the dirty country you came from. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a white guy. It's just yeah. like a white guy, he's like, you know, you you know, he's like, you know that white, the white dude who's like been really like run down, like he's just gr- he's just a disgruntled worker, but he still goes to the yeah. factory every day. He's that yeah. guy, and I, I thought at that time I was just like, Oh, I don't know what to make of this. I was like, So you yeah. I couldn't enter his house for 30 seconds because it was so difficult for me to put my shoes, leave my shoes on to enter the house. Yeah, so yeah, the culture really does play part in my act my and especially my parents they will mispronounce things like I had a, I had a pedophile move next door to us oh
0: wow what and,
1: yeah and I was like I was like mom we got a pedophile moving moving next to us and he goes oh I can use a pedicure and I was like yo oh, no <laughs> so- hold on how
0: did you know how did you know did he like try to harass you or something or
1: no 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 i mean uh, so i mean obviously i'm exaggerating and make the joke about it but like in in state of texas you kind of get notified hey Uh, oh yeah
0: those flyers yeah yeah
1: yeah." so so when i explained to my mom she doesn't go oh we need to protect the kids or anything she goes oh crap is this going to hurt our property value yeah Yeah. you know just like hey you know it's
0: crazy Um, i remember when uh the iPhone first came out, there was this app. I'm not sure if it's still around, but it was like Predator Alert or something. And you download the the app and it would tell you about all the sexual predators who were around you. And like, at the time I was like in the middle of nowhere, Oxford, Ohio. And I just expected like maybe like one or two. Man, (laughs) I would pull up that app, man. It was like 150 (laughs) <laughs> it was, like, Jesus Christ, like, everybody around me. And one of the dudes was, like, the chef at this place where I would, like, often eat. And I'm, like, damn, I know that guy. And I'm, like, yo, it's it's really wild, stop, man. Did you stop eating there, though? No, I still kept going. It's <laughs> <no. laughs> good. But, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, it, it's really wild out there. But I want to double back to what that, uh, that saying uh, we said. You went over your white friend's house. So I'm curious when he said that to you, like, what did you respond? Did you say anything? Did you just laugh it off or what did what, you do?
1: Well, I thought, well, he's kind of right. His house does look cleaner than Pakistan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. Yeah, as, as dirty and polluted as Pakistan is or other, a lot of other Southeast Asian or even African countries are, even European countries, as dirty yeah. as they might be, uh, their houses are clean.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: All of their houses are clean.
0: Um, yeah. even
1: right now I don't look, I don't I don't I'll, I don't know if yeah, you can I see, see my, my yeah. shoes are my shoes are my my shoes stop there. They don't I walk around bare feet in my house and it's my freaking house. I better be able to yeah. walk around bare feet if I want. So yeah, I was just
0: thinking your your apartment kind of looks like one of the apartments they show to new renters. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly it, what it looks like.
1: <laughs> It, it really is and i i maintain because yeah. because i think so so in islamic faith i'm muslim so in islamic yeah. faith is one of the one of the important things we really focus on is being clean yeah. like it, 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 i think the phrase goes cleanliness is close to godliness yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: so it, like it's it's always immaculate. You could eat off my floor right now if you want. Like that's yeah. I, I keep that I keep it that clean. Um, And, and when somebody walks in and they're like they, they get upset when they want to take when you ask them to take the shoes off. And I'm like, dude, it's my house. Like, yeah, my house, my rules. You want me to walk it? You want me to come over and walk in your house with dirty public 7-Eleven bathroom shoes on? I will do it. Exactly. Right? Who but gets mad feel- at that?
0: Who gets mad? I've never experienced somebody getting mad. Like, oh, people <laughs> get mad. Especially, yeah,
1: yeah. People get mad, especially like maintenance workers and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. I own I own this place now. But when I had, when I used to live in apartments and stuff, or when people come in to fix like something around the house, yeah. um, they they get upset. So so so. Look, I even have, I even have booties for them. So if they walk in, you're prepared. Mm, it, it's it's yeah. my house. You better you better respect my damn thing, or you can leave. I I'm not. Hey hey, I get it, man. I'm I not. Get it. And I think uh, honestly, I, I think a lot of the people who are um, depressed, a lot of people who do- are lost in life, are people who mm-hmm. are who can't figure out where to go. Honestly, if you clean the ever loving crap out of your place, mm-hmm. and then sit back and relax and You it it just opens your mind. You know that movie, and I saw this on TikTok somewhere, and it totally made sense. But again, like I've already, I've always done this. Uh, That movie, Limitless. Oh yeah, with uh, I forget his name.
0: Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah,
1: that's a good movie. So so he gets on that NZT thing, and Mm -hmm. the first thing he does, and 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 your mind automatically wires to it, right? Uh, First thing he does is uh, he cleans his place. Yeah, and yeah. it it really it really will I promise it really does open whatever because what do you call it? it's not you know there's noise pollution there's like air pollution mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of pollution it is but it's an overstimulant when there, when you have so much crap everywhere that's why there's yeah. nothing on my walls there's nothing on my walls
0: yeah it makes sense I totally yeah, it, get it yeah it's like uh what they call it feng shui I think is the proper term. You know, like a lot I've of, these of Asian, yeah, a lot of these Asian countries, they believe that like the space you want to have it kind of afflict, affects your mental state, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they believe that like, uh, like letting air flow mm-hmm. through a space. So yeah, I totally get it. You know, when we're out and about and just through the day, like we're exposed to so much different stimuli or there's advertisements on your smartphone or billboards everywhere. It feels like, yep they're finding new ways to put advertisements everywhere. I saw something a while back that really kind of made me angry. They have these peoples now who are on, they're on these hoverboards, you know, those little balance like skateboard type things. And they have like these signs like draped over their shoulders. And they're just like paid to just hover around like with these billboards on their bodies. And I'm like, that is some real dystopian Shit, man like what what like you're just getting paid to wear this billboard and just hover around the space you know like that's so yeah. weird And it's like what's the point man like you know do you really have to like i don't know but i get what you're saying about not having stuff on the walls you know it's just yeah. good to just come home and just unwind and yeah. and things like my, that yeah i totally my, get it
1: my my motto my motto for everything in life is do nothing Mm-hmm. If you can't if you can't figure out what to do and you're like if you can be if you can sit there in silence and be alone yeah. and do absolutely nothing, I mean thoughts are gonna come in your head, but if you do nothing, you can get a lot more done. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds a bit counterproductive. Like, so my, my life runs efficient, right? So if one of my girls is over and she's like, Oh, you want me to clean this or you want me to do that? I was like, just sit there and watch TV and enjoy yourself. Yeah.
0: You say one of your girls. Yeah, one of my <laughs> you'll be all right, man. Uh, so what I was about to say, um, have you ever performed in Pakistan? No, I haven't been no? to
1: Pakistan. I haven't been to Pakistan since '05. At this point, yeah. So it's been almost what 18 years that I've been there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, people keep calling me, like family members, keep calling me over there. They want to, you know, I know what they're trying to do. I'm afraid to go. I, I feel like I'll go there, they'll kidnap me and make me get married. Oh, wow. Is that
0: like a genuine concern?
1: <laughs> or I'm about to say, hey, it's, it's, I'm about to say, because in some countries, you
0: know, you know, that they, they do that. Um, but so let me uh, I actually interviewed a guy from India. Uh, you know, I haven't published any of my interviews yet, but it was it, it was interesting uh, talking to him. So have you like traveled internationally other than Pakistan or anything like that?
1: Yeah, um, I just did. a I just did a tour in Middle East. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just did a tour in the Middle East. Uh that was that was fun. Then uh, where else? I mean I've done Canada. Uh yeah. but nothing nothing too crazy. It was uh, very how do I put this? I'm I'm still very local to America for the time being. Yeah. It's 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 coming. It's coming, I should say. However, um it's much more difficult. When, once you have a following, it's much better to Uh, branch out yeah Yeah. and and i recently just discovered that uh a lot of pakistanis like my stuff so i was in california and i met this girl and she's like she's just going on and on about some bs i wasn't listening but yeah she goes home she follows me on instagram and then she messages me she goes oh my brother likes you and then her brother her brother started like her brother already followed me i didn't know and then her brother and her, a bunch of her friends, like a bunch of his friends, like followed me too. So I was just like, "Oh, okay." So and there's a place here in Dallas that's primarily predominantly Pakistani place, and actually, I'm getting a lot of Paki attention these days. So I'm like, awesome. "Okay, maybe I maybe I need to make a trip over there."
0: Have you uh, met any other like Pakistani comedians? Ah. Uh
1: one I met uh, one guy yeah. he's he's in Dallas uh, he's uh, I've met quite a few Indian comedians uh, they're also very funny they're also very good um, yeah it uh, but again they don't want to lose so I, I quit my very high six high six figures job yeah uh, to do this but I, I had a plan as to what I was gonna do to make sure that I'm kind of on par at least on par or a little bit below what I was making. Uh, mm. but a lot of these, uh, Indian guys, they are basically, they don't want to lose their IT jobs. They don't want to mm. lose that. Hey,
0: sorry to interrupt, but are you looking to reach a dynamic and engaged audience of curious minds? Well, look no further. Bright Brains Podcast is the perfect platform to showcase your business or product. You'll be able to reach a diverse and intelligent audience and engage with listeners passionate about personal development, technology, and more. Elevate your brand through thought-provoking discussions. Don't miss this opportunity to promote your business on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the market. Contact us today to discuss advertising options and elevate your brand to the next level. Contact us at brightbrainspod at gmail.com. To secure your advertising spot on Bright Brains today. Again, that's Bright Brains with a Z pod P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the podcast.
1: Cause and I get it, right? Uh, they have a lot of responsibility. I, I see yeah. they, a lot of them are married, have kids, etc. I, I don't I don't have anything. I'm like the biggest shame in my family, Uh, every Mm -hmm. one of my cousins is married has good ass jobs. I I don't have any of that. I just live one day at a time. Uh, It's a lot of so so they don't want to lose their, you know, six figures income and stability and stuff. So they won't pursue this full time. Uh, But there's some very, very funny guys. And I think they just, they're just waiting if somebody will discover them, basically. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know, it's
0: kind of, you know, if you want to achieve your dream, you know, you kind of have to take that leap. You know, you kind of have to, you know, look without or jump without looking, you know. But, you know, a lot of people, and not just like comedy, there are a lot of talented people out there who sing well, are great musicians, you know, good artists, but, they just, they, they choose to get that stable paycheck, you yep. know, and instead of like taking that, uh, that leap. Um, what, what, I, what kind of advice, like if somebody came to you and they were saying like, you know, Hey, I want to take that leap. And what would you tell them? Would you say, do it? Or would you caution them? Or would you just say like, go
1: full steam ahead or, well, what would you do? See, there's there's two aspects to this, right? You mm-hmm. could be an amazing performer, musician, comedian, magician. However, if you don't understand how to do the business, how to negotiate, how to run the business, you could be, uh, who are these like Twitch followers, right? These guys on Twitch, they're not, I mean, they have stumbled on this thing called, uh, they have so they have followings where they get the money from that, but these guys are not mm. typically good. These guys aren't typically like good business. they don't have good business acumen. Yeah. Uh, what I would so what if you're gonna be doing comedy or any type of entertainment acting, any type of stuff like that, you really need to understand the business side of things because mm. if you don't understand the business, you you could be the best. You could be Dave Chappelle, but yeah. if you don't understand the business, you'll always be broke. Yeah. So if you want to be a musician, you want to be, uh, you know, you want to be musician, comedian, whatever it is, you got to understand how the business works. Because I'll tell you this: being funny is probably about ten to twenty percent. The rest oh, is wow. the the rest is where the business is, right? Because yeah. what good is a It's like having a, like being funny is like having a car with no engine. It's like, okay, I got a Lambo, but there's no engine in it. It's like, how do you make it work, right? How do you take this joke or this set or this uh, song and bring it in front of people? And you got to be able, you have to to invest in yourself, uh, especially in your art, right? So if you're going to be a musician... You got to, you got to find, so here's the other thing, musicians, comedians, a lot of entertainers, not the most reliable group of people. Yeah. Right. Cause they'll be like, Oh, I'm making 25 bucks over there. Let me, let me leave this. I can't tell you how many, how many, I I've even given up thousands of dollars of gigs because I made a commitment to be somewhere for like yeah. 1500 bucks where somebody else was booking me for 4,500, 5,500. Yeah. I, I was like, Hey, sorry, I'm booked that night. And, and, you gotta have integrity to be able to do that. I'll find him somebody else who I think would be really good for them, yeah. and kind of go around from there. But you, the business is the most important part, I think, um, because because you have to also when you're like trying to book for a show and you're complaining, people a lot of people will complain. Oh, why aren't they booking me? I'm so much better than this. And well, guess what? They're one. They're networking a lot. Yeah. Two, they are. I always say, if you don't get an opportunity, you go create your own. Like I'll yeah. be honest, I don't. I don't have a lot of following. I don't book a lot of comedy club shows. Mm-hmm. And basically, what I started doing was I started creating my own opportunities. Especially like in Dallas, it's very uh, clicky. Mm-hmm. It's it's very oh, so it's like a group of twelve comedians and they all just book each other. Mm. I'd right, just a, and yeah. and and these guys are all you know kiss asses, right? Yeah. Right. They'll buy each other drinks. They'll buy each other weed. They'll buy each other stuff to, or they might not even buy. They just all like it's just like uh, misery loves company. Yeah. So so the, so not only that, but these guys are also a, a lot of these. I shouldn't say a lot, but there's quite a few of them that are very jealous of my success. Oh wow. They they. They they really hate my guts, mm. right? And here's the here's the other thing. When I book for my shows, I pay more than the comedy clubs do. Oh wow, really? Yeah. So, so pay- you
0: own your own comedy club, or no? Or no. what you you mean by book, like you just
1: so so say I have to do uh say I have to do a show at a venue. Yeah. All right. So. Typically, comedy clubs will give you for about a 30 minute set, they'll give you anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks, maybe 125 if they really like you, Um, or if it's like a big headliner or something. But that's all they'll pay. I, however, will pay my comics, whoever comes to do a corporate show with me, or they'll do that. Yeah, so anywhere for 10 minutes to 20 minutes, I will give them 75 to 200 bucks, depending on what I'm getting paid. Yeah. So, and, and they'll still complain. It's like, Hey, you're getting, you're getting like $3,000 for the show. And this is all you're giving me. I said, you don't know how the business works. You learn the business. You'll be able to demand more. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you can take it or leave it. Somebody will say I'm exploiting comics. I'm like, they're happily accepting it. And I'm very open about, um, I shouldn't say very, but I'm, I'm, I'm open about like what I'm getting paid for the most part and what it is that I will be uh, paying them because I don't want them to be like, I I don't want them to think I'm taking advantage of them per se, but also like all these guys have jobs. I don't have a job. I do comedy full time.
0: Exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And besides, I mean, you you gave them an opportunity. So, you know, you found the opportunity. So it makes sense that you would get paid the most you know yeah it's it's interesting you know um in these uh artistic kind of spaces you know Mm -hmm. like you know being a comedian's artistic space you know it just it can be very competitive you know yep yeah and i can
1: definitely see like how jealousy and things like that arise oh that's so common um and for me it's like i i always wish for people to have more than me so they Mm -hmm. leave me the hell alone Right, so like even if somebody says, "Hey, can you pray for me?" Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about their life. I just know my life is amazing. I just pray to God; they get thousand times more happiness than I do. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't, I don't like.
1: I don't, I don't. I have no ill will towards like people trying to. uh, Like, I I don't understand jealousy. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand jealousy. It's, it's okay. Hey. I'll tell people you want to you want to know how to do it. I will help you. And there have been few mm. who have come, you know, come at me and said, "Hey, can you help me out with this?" And I'll be like, "Here you go," right? Yeah, I totally get it.
0: Uh, I'm curious, man. What's next for you?
1: Like, what's your
0: next uh, goal? Like, what's uh, where you see yourself in the next uh, ten years or
1: so? Ten years? That's yeah. What. Like, damn! Yeah, I'll be uh, ten years. You- I'll be like forty-six. Yeah, 33,
0: 2033. It sounds like futuristic, doesn't it? 2033. <laughs> like we we'll yeah, have I flying don't. cars and robots or something. But what well, do you got, see? So...
1: We already <laughs> got robots around. I mean, I think yeah. I think the height of robot ended when they started developing sex bots.
0: Oh, what, what do you mean developing sex robots? They, is that something they yeah. have
1: now? A yeah. A sex robot? Yeah. You, <laughs> <don't>, <laughs> what? you haven't seen what it? No. Google like, Google, after we get done here, Google uh Google, Google it. Yeah. There's little ten thousand dollar sex robots. Okay. Ten
0: thousand dollar sex robot. All right. I mean it
1: might be cheaper, it might be more, but this 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 they they are articulate, they will lay there and do whatever you say. <laughs> that,
0: that's the downfall of humanity right there. If that's true, man. If I was is, president, I'd probably banned that.
1: <laughs> well, man. I don't think. See, it's. I mean, the downfall. The downfall of the society started when they, um, when they raised the price of Taco Bell. I was so oh, angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, like uh, a McChicken at McDonald's is like four dollars now, man. Which is like, yeah, I, crazy. I, it's, I haven't had McDonald's since. I think two thousand and two yeah that makes
0: sense you know i I, whenever i eat at mcdonald's afterwards i'm like that wasn't
1: good you know it's just not good food you know um i i mostly cook i mostly cook myself
0: um
1: i I mean some of some of the like i cook uh, today i'm cooking uh uh mongolian beef at home Like i can like yeah yeah i like beef broccoli rice sticky rice whatever crap I'm, i'm making something i just put stuff together it it's good, um, and I try to I try to drink a gallon of water a day. You gotta, um, and you know, but you you have to be able to do all that. So in ten years, to to yeah. go back to your question, ten years. Uh, I'm hoping in the next couple of years, next I'm hoping by next year I'm like I've got me a sitcom deal and or a movie deal and. Um, you know, at least a stand-up special out. Yeah, awesome. So, hey, if I was
0: an executive of like Netflix or something and I came to you and I said, pitch me on a
1: sitcom starring you, what would your pitch be? Crap, I wrote this down a couple of years ago. I have it somewhere on my Facebook, but oh, I man. have it. Um you gotta have that out the head. You never know, man, when you're gonna know yeah, the- <laughs> and, and, and see, I'm I, that's why I like doing these podcasts because I get like these stimulating questions like this, because so much goes on in my head. I've probably forgotten more than I thought of today. It's that's how yeah. crazy it is. Um, but I have it somewhere on my Facebook about a um about how an immigrant comes from Pakistan and kind of just lives this life and stuff. So, but honestly, I have that, and uh, during 2020, I started working on this uh, uh, spy script. There's no like Pakistani spy scripts, mm-hmm. right? Spy, spy, Pakistani spy movies. So, I, I want to be, I want to star in like my own spy movie. So, like a actually,
0: serious or a comedic spy movie?
1: Uh, kind of like Mission
0: Impossible. All right, yeah, yeah, that would right? be interesting. Yeah. You've never seen a spy uh, movie from, like, it's always Western countries, you know? You've never really seen, like, a hero spy from, like, another country, especially a country of brown people.
1: Well, it's usually Western countries that infiltrate with their own spies into, you know, third world countries. So they have way more stories than we do. We're over there trying to fix pollution problems. You're Americans and Europe, and they're just, like, sending in their spies to... Yeah. Hey, how can we how can we screw this up for them? You know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, all this like subterfuge. You know, it's so much goes into keeping like this order. You know, yes. of like Western countries on top, and you know other countries on the bottom. And there's so much time and energy America puts into that. You know, we spend yep. more money on our military than anything
1: else. You know, it's it, it's it's uh. It's well. War creates economy. So the more wars you have, the more economy is, 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 the more stimulating economy you have. That's interesting. Can you delve into that? So, it's it's. I had it all worked out, but okay. So, so okay. When you have wars, you need you need budget for it. So the the government throws budget down the drain, right? and mm-hmm. they take all the taxpayer money for in the name of defense they will they'll will send that so then what happens is like you don't have as many people in this country so they'll go overseas they'll create more jobs so then like women and other kids and people go creates more jobs more jobs mean more taxes that goes to the government the more taxes that goes to the government the more they can pay for these wars right also yeah. when you go to when you go to war you get to take over their land or you get to take over um the oil it's mainly the oil um i think it was nicaragua that was it, nicaragua i can't remember they said they're gonna they're going to stop using the dollar as their currency and they're gonna hmm. use their own currency or some other f- currency to buy oil or sell oil and is then i think the,
0: america, uh, america the
1: is that the bricks thing mm-hmm. i keep uh, hearing about i don't know no i don't think so Um, but, but that's typically what happens. It's like, I think, I think that's what Saddam did too. Saddam said, I'm going to stop, uh, selling oil in American dollars and we're just going to stop using American dollars altogether. And we're going to use, um, Iraqi rials or dinars to sell and trade oil. And then America attacked them too. Yeah, I, man, thought, I, I thought 9-11 was between Afghanistan and America, and they're just like exactly. Oh, did, they were like a little, they were like that little squirrel that's like always in the middle of the road and just zips off. That's what they yeah. did with. Uh, they were like going towards Afghanistan, like eh, never mind Iraq.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense because I think like the terrorists who did nine eleven were supposedly from Saudi Arabia, you know. But then oh. I never. Huh? Well, that, that's what they say. I don't know. I don't want right. to get into it, but
1: yeah and then you, go on, I'll tell you.
0: no, no, no go on. i'm I'm interested to hear your perspective on on no, list. I
1: think I think I think the 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 entire world is run off three countries, really, yeah. okay? or like societies, I should say. So the media is run by the okay. The media, you know, controls-
0: you get you, you can cancel for that one, <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, the- yeah. control the media, okay. Right. Americans in Europe supply the weapons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the Arabs supply the money. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Um, yeah. and and basically, you give the money, create problems by the weapons provided by Americans or whomever, and then media, the control who gets to see what where how much
0: yeah yeah it's interesting man um you know recently with this whole pandemic and things like that you know it it feels like the media is kind of like you know trying to keep your wool over your eyes like this within the last four or five years or so you know it definitely feels like there's some kind of like conspiracy going on and I think a lot of people are more aware of like you know the powers that be aren't necessarily mm-hmm. their friend, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a crazy world, man. It really is. Re- but Re-
1: remember in the beginning of the our conversation I said I don't I don't tell people what it is. I just ask questions. Yeah. Well, if you ask questions and they can't answer it, they will get mm-hmm. angry. So when the pandemic happened, I'm just like okay, I don't understand this. Can you hope it makes sense to me? Oh, just take the vaccine. Take this. Do this. Wear the mask. Do this. Just do it. Just do whatever they say. That's yeah. how you create a... Uh, the sec- Okay, the second the pandemic happened, it's I, I knew the second it happened, they were like, I, I knew something was up. I'll tell you this. When the pandemic happened, I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And... When it happened, they started. They told everybody to stay in the house. Okay, fine, cool. But when you would leave and go walk around the streets, they would randomly close up different streets. I don't know what they were doing. So in Texas, so then I came to Texas, and they were like, everybody, stay home. Okay, everyone's home. And you would go to random highways and stuff, and the roads are blocked. They're not doing road work. They're not doing anything. Somewhere communication towers are blocked off. Somewhere Like a bunch of stuff is blocked off. Well, if this pandemic is so serious, why is the roads blocked off and police guarding it? What are they doing? Yeah. Now, I, I don't know what happened in there. I don't know if they're installing something or not or whatever. But there was always something blocked off. Like they've never blo- – I've been in Texas for 23 years. They've never blocked off a busy highway for no reason. There yeah. was no wreck. There was no wreck. There was no – one. one place I stopped my car on the service road, I walked up to the highway to see what the hell was going on and I just randomly blocked off.
0: Ah, huh. so what do you think they were doing? You think they were doing, like... You I don't know. know.
1: If yeah. I were to guess, I would say they were probably... No, this is just the conspiracy theory part side yeah. of me. It's just, I, I think they were just installing more uh, cameras or more surveillance stuff for defense in the name of defense, right? Yeah. Uh, that And, and, and then... You know, people were like so angry, they were like, Oh, we need that. To P- people, just get angry when you don't listen to the government, which is ridiculous because the government hasn't exactly been known to be truthful to us, exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I think it is, man. And then I'm gonna say this, and then after this, we can begin to wrap it up. But you know what yeah, I think yeah. is, you remember when you were in school like there was always those one kids that were like the teacher's pet, you know? Like they kind of mm. like hung on the teacher and they just, there's always those people that are mm-hmm. kind of like in love with authority and they don't really question authority, you know? And they, they kind of want us to, you know, they want us to be sheep, you know? And some people, you know, they, they kind of have that same sort of relationship they're like yep. instead of being a teacher's pet, they're like a, a government pet. And they don't really think that, hey, these it, people can lie to you, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's slavery on a major scale, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting, man. But uh
0: hey, this was a great discussion. Um, let me ask you this. You know, yeah um Do you feel that like comedy is under attack right now? You know, like we keep hearing a lot of this stuff about political correctness and all that. Do you think there's any merit to that or do you think it's you know people it's all in people's head or do you have mixed feelings or what what do you think
1: i think so comedy it's not i think it used to be under attack but i think if you have a good clever joke Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so so here's the thing if someone wants to get offended they're going to get offended yeah. they're professional they're professional outragers right so we just ignore those um, as far as being under attack I think what it does it pushes comedians to be to write better material more thoughtful material um, yeah. because it, it really so if anything it's pushed comedians to be better comedians mm-hmm. um, that being said if I want to say retard on my joke I should be able to say that it's yeah. it's it's not, I mean, I, I, I'll make these jokes about retards and midgets and stuff, and people will get upset and usually, but if it's a good joke, so when I first started doing the joke, I didn't get laugh. I was, people were offended, but when I crafted it a little bit better, um, people started laughing, same joke, different words a little bit, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you have to put your own, uh, spin on it. So people started laughing. So I think what it is, is It's 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 pushed comedians to be better joke writers Mm -hmm. and to be better. So it's not really I wouldn't say it's under attack, especially not anymore, because I think people have realized, especially after the fake me Toos and uh, fake uh, rape allegation charges and and more people like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and stuff like that. I think, like I said, it's always the white women who are getting upset. Yeah, yeah. It's always the white women. And then the ones who adopt from the white women are the hardcore, like, the black women, the Mexican women, the Pakistani, Indian, uh, Asian yeah. women who surround themselves in that little, like I said, misery loves company. So those girls, it's always the girls. And the guys who are, yes, the girl's right. They're just trying to get pressure. Yeah.
0: I see. It's, no, it's, you're right. You're right. You know, so it's I always remember, that one
1: group. It's always that one group. It's never it's never it's never the guy at Microsoft work at making half a million dollars as a VP. Oh, I'm offended. No, it's it's it. and who who typically works in HR? Women. White women. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's women. interesting. You know, you're right. You know, it's interesting. I got mixed feelings cuz like one on one way women, you know, historically they they've had their issues and things like that. But I think that you know, there's also a class level to it as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a white woman historically in this country, you've been pretty good. And I think what what's happening is when you have a group of women, like white women, who are generally at the top—not always, but you know, like ones who work in HR or go to school—they they they, they kind of like they get these high power positions or they start these nonprofits or things like that. And they kind of like push out a narrative, you know, and it's not like, you know, I think there's a lot of issues that women face, especially in the world. But I think that here in America, and then there are some exceptions, but here I'm not saying it's perfect, but if you're a woman in America, you're probably like the most freest woman worldwide, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, there's definitely things that, that need to be talked about, you know, like, in terms of, like, sexism, racism, homophobia. But at the end of the day, here in America, you know, we're in the 1% kind of globally. Like, we have so much to be thankful for here, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're a gay person in America, you're the freest gay person in the world. Like, there are some yeah. countries where, yeah, they kill you, you know, if you're gay. Or, like, Iran— yeah. They make you get a sex change, which is like crazy, man. Um, they get you, They
1: make you get a sex change
0: in Iran? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how enforced it is, but I remember seeing some, like, documentaries about that. Like, in Iran, you have the, either, like, the option of getting a sex change or, like, prison time or something like that. Really? You know, keep in see- mind, keep in mind, you know, this is, you know, I'm not an expert, so who knows? Maybe I got it wrong. But I know, like, Iran and, like, Taiwan, I like the biggest like sex change places like people will often go to Iran to like get a sex change. I know? didn't
1: I didn't so I didn't know that because I know yeah. I know there's there's parts of Iran that are super super progressive and yeah. they will try to kind of push that LGBTQ crap more and more but uh but Iran is very rigid in its own ways. And you know what? They're self-sustaining. They have their, or they make their own cars. I don't think they. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they import anything. They make their yeah. own cars. They make their own everything, right? And um, so they don't. They don't really. They're self-sustaining, and they don't need that. And what 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 it does is, um, I think the government likes to maintain and sustain all of this, and they try to block this. Um, Anything they deem garbage, they try to keep it block it out. Because if something is if it ain't broke, why would you try to right? If you're gay, go be gay. I'll be Man. honest with you, I don't even like seeing straight people making out in public. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't I, I just don't want to see it. I don't if I have kids, I don't want my kids to see it. Right? Yeah. It's it's like, what are you accomplishing? Oh, he loves me, he kissed me in public. Like it's and look, it's always guys doing it for the girl again it's end of the day it's what the girl wants yeah
0: right
1: have you have you ever walked around and be like mm, i wish my girl would put me in the corner and kiss me
0: like you saying like if i walk around and see a girl like you no wish no, no.
1: i'm be- saying if you like i don't know if you're married or whatever but i'm saying if you have a girl you ever walking down the park and be like oh i wish you would just push me on the bench and get on top of me and kiss me. i
0: see what you're saying yeah yeah like it's always a girl the woman yeah take charge yeah
1: Yeah. It's all, it's, it's always the, it's always the girls and it's not like, it's a bad thing. That's just what girls want. Right. Girls want that and they want that affection and fine. You you do it discreetly in a park or whatever. That's fine. But like, if there's kids around or people around, I don't want like gay people, straight people, lesbian people, whoever. I don't, I don't want like, that would be like me going to school and trying to convert everybody to Islam.
0: Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I see exactly what you mean now. Like,
1: I feel like, you
0: know, everybody kind of has an agenda nowadays, you know? And like, especially with like the media and social media, like everybody is just trying to push something. Like, there's so many TikToks I'll see where somebody just lecturing about something, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. why are you lecturing all the time? And it'll be young people, like just lecturing about like LGBT or like feminism. And I'm like, you're 16. Go study for your test. Like, or like, if you're 21, go to the club or something. Like, you know, do something. Like, what? Like you have these people ranting like professors. That's, I just, that's,
1: you know, I think what it is is, uh, it's it's uh, one of the main reasons for the the one of the main reasons for degeneracy is alcohol. Yeah, it's very prominent in this country. Like FDA won't approve a drug because it hasn't been tested or X, Y, Z, but they're okay. So, so I used to have an import export business, right? Mm-hmm. And FDA would come down to my uh, warehouse and they will look at everything. They'll be like, this is okay. This is not okay. Whatever. And one time, one time, this FDA guy let it slip that, yeah, Red Bulls are not good for you at all. Mm-hmm. So I said, why don't you stop it? He goes, Oh, we don't know where the factory is. That was what he said to me. What? We don't know. What? We don't. He goes. He goes. <laughs> he goes. He goes. We don't know where it comes from. I said, "What do you mean? You're the freaking government. You can figure it yeah. out if anybody can." He's like, "Yeah, but you know they have this, this." I, I was like, "I was like, so you're literally saying Red Bull is not good for whatever, but you are let, allowing it, where all I'm doing is just selling herbs, which is like." Like, I'm talking dried lemon. So they wouldn't allow dried lemon in uh, Texas because it's, oh, wow. uh, I forget, it's it's like a tangerine state or something or tangerine yeah. short, whatever. There was something. They made me burn, they made me burn probably like, I think a whole pallet worth of dried lemons on. Oh, uh, and they have an incinerator at the border, uh, at the custom agent. So when the shipment comes in, it goes into a warehouse. Where the USDA, um, the customs, the FDA, all these guys, they go there to inspect it, right? They open randomly boxes and stuff. So, and they have an incinerator there. So, they're like, you have two options. You can either ship it back to Dubai or Pakistan or where it came from for crazy thousand fifteen hundred dollars or $1,800, whatever. Or... You can incinerate it for $300, 400 bucks. So they charge me to burn my own shit.
0: Damn, that's wild. While honestly. they're
1: while they're telling me the Red Bull is not good for you. Yeah. Like the uh, and. I see
0: what I you're mean, saying. So they don't burn the Red Bull. They let that in freely. You know. I mean, but, I, I like
1: yeah. Red, I I like Red Bull. I like Red Bull. So I don't want yeah. them to burn it, but yeah,
0: I drink but, Monster but, personally, but. Yeah, oh, it's it crazy. Like a lot of the food in this country, and this is something I want to do a podcast about eventually, but a lot of it is not good. Majority of it, like this, this, everything in this country is just like bad. For I you. drink,
1: yeah, like I drink milk here. I, I will, I'm out for the day. Like,
0: yeah.
1: just I get out, I get allergic reactions. I drink milk in Dubai or Europe or even Pakistan, a dirty country. I'm yeah. fine, and it tastes better. Like, Kit Kat tastes so much better. Like, when I go to Dubai, so when I was on this Middle East tour, I came back this big a bag of Kit Kat because their Kit Kats are freaking delicious. Over here, it just tastes like chocolate milk wrapped, frozen chocolate milk. It's just disgusting. Yeah,
0: you know, one thing I've noticed, I feel like the chocolate has changed a lot from when I was a kid. So I'm like 33. But, like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, like, always eat a lot of, like, Kit Kats and M&Ms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you eat an m M&M, m it just tastes like wax,
1: man. Like, I don't know. I it, just, it's not I good just, at all. I but, had m M&M m yesterday, and I was like, why did I have this? This is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It um, just
0: isn't good.
1: It's Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can discuss. Uh, I'm, like... I have theories about everything, and I'm yeah. rarely I, – I this is probably the one of the most boldest statements I can make. I am rarely wrong about most things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, man. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Let me just ask this one last question, and then we can just call it a day. Uh, what so what doing? do you love most about being a comedian?
1: I, t- I think it's, like I said, what's better than making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What's better than making somebody forget about their day and just put a smile on their face. What's better than, um, you know, meeting new people and they come after a show and tell you, Hey, how was having a bad day? Thank you for doing this. Uh, you really changed my day today. Or sometimes they'll say, um, oh, I, w- I was like, uh, you know, I can relate to this because this happened to me or my the favorite one and the most hated, the one I hate the most. And we'll say like, you say something and people will like come up to you after the show and they mean well, they'll be like, oh, uh, I have a, a so-and-so friend. He's from Pakistan and he did this, this, this and this. And I love it because it was like totally in your act. And I totally understand where he's coming from now and stuff like that. And, and then and then they'll be like oh can I take you out for Pakistani food sometime they'll like offer to take me out I was like yo I don't see a white girl and be like yo you want to go to McDonald's <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's my.
1: I wouldn't say it's annoying it's kind of like a it's kind of like a it's just silly to me right but I'm like I'm like very gracious I'm gracious for everybody um who kind of who comes to me and, like, kind of asks me for uh, – tells me I, I made him feel good, right? It's I, yeah. I'm a people pleaser. I am I guess you know, uh, uh, in a certain way you have to be a bit of a narcissist and self-absorbed to get on stage, to get attention, right? So the stage is my Instagram. Like I don't put up booty pics, but, yeah. you know. Hey, I so I, it, I, I enjoy it, yeah. um I recently started a shirt. It's got an American flag on it, but it says Made in Pakistan on it.
0: Yeah,
1: so I love that's it, man. You like that's a
0: shirt you're selling, or
1: uh, yeah. I so I, I actually, I actually just launched a website last month. Um, mm-hmm. It's and I, I'm getting traction from Canada, Europe, uh, and all over the states, and I've gotten a few bookings off of there too. Just I, I didn't mean to. Uh, like one of my girls. She's like, "Hey, you know what? I can do this," and I've been. So I was like, "Okay, cool." Hey, that's awesome, man! I just, all right,
0: so. Before we go, uh, let people know where they can find you. What's your social media? And also, what's your website?
1: Yeah, everything you can find me, uh, everything is, uh, my website is Mm legendofsib.com, right? Legendofsib.com, my Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, what else? TikTok, Pornhub, it's all Legend of Sib. I even have an OnlyFans. Um,
0: (laughs) Pornhub. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, I missed
0: that for a second. I was like, "Hold on, what?" Like, <laughs> that would be something, you know. If people like
1: posting your videos, your comedy videos on Pornhub, you know, who knows? Maybe that's a good idea. Did you, did you hear about that uh, math professor? He like nobody was paying attention to his videos, so he started posting it on Pornhub. <laughs> like, he's what like kind a, of ma- like
0: was he, he doing he, math in his videos?
1: No, no, yeah, he's doing like math problems because nobody would pay attention to his videos on YouTube. So he started yeah. posting it on Pornhub.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious, man! I could and imagine it, a kid in school, like trying to learn how to do some kind of mathematical problem. He's like on Pornhub, like
1: yeah, oh yep. man. <laughs> so, so, so he's like, yeah, he he got millions of views off of that because he, oh, wow. he nobody was. I'm pretty sure it was a math professor. I shouldn't like, uh, but again, it's. I, I try to post content not uh, intake content, you
0: know? Yeah. Hey, I totally get it, man. We have too many people, uh, taking in information, but not really giving anything else. So, Hey, I get yeah. it, man. But, uh, Hey, this was a great talk, man. We went a little over 30 minutes, but I enjoyed every, uh, minute of this conversation. Thank you. You have a great day, you. man. Hey, thank you easy. so much.
1: Really. Right, appreciate No problem. It.
0: All right. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us for another enlightening conversation here on Bright Brains. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to fuel your own bright ideas. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or however else you listen to this podcast. Also, We can be found on all major social media. Just type in Bright Brains with a Z. And remember, the brightest minds are those that never stop seeking knowledge.